right, we are back to TTU Radio, and you already know who it is, just Jessica Veal, and... Hi, TTU. Yes, yes, yes. This is Greater Value Series. Listen, the original reason why we created Greater Value Series is because we wanted to be a good influence to those in the community and our listeners to understand that we go through, as everyone go through, the same similar problems. But the thing is, there's always a way found in our savior. And I'm not just saying that, literally. We talk about what it means to find salvation in the Greater Value series, to learn how to trust God in every aspect of your life. We were thinking, what are we going to talk about today? And so we decided love, lust, and perversion. And then we said, you know what? Should we start a new series? And then my heart was like, nope, bring it back. Greater values. You already know because we spent a lot of work with this series. We have, we have, we have. So love, love, and love, lust, and perversion. Y'all already know what it is, who it is, and what time it is. We will be right back. Okay, so we're talking about love, lust, and perversion. The reason why we decided to talk about this topic is because so many people is going through this right now. People have been going through it, whether you're in the church, whether you're in the community, whether you are a teenager, you know, you go through puberty, you go through a lot. And the lust is what really sticks with us. And the reason being why we say that, because... Even if you're not sexually active, a lot of people fail to realize that lust actually stems from attention. And so even if you're not, because me me and Lay, we got this thing where when we navigate and we interact with people, um, she always tell me, listen, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm dating someone and, you know, I don't know them or we don't really get to know each other. I tell them, you know, currently she practices, you know, I don't got it on me. Yes, because let me tell you, you got to, I be saying I don't have it on me because, you know, sometimes we grow up as women or, you know, our hormones or, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, lust, you know, clouds our judgment. So mm-hmm. I have programmed my mind to leave it at the house. I don't have it on. What do you? What do we leave it at the house? My sexual organs. Exactly. And my sexual thoughts. I leave them at the house. Right. I had changed my mind to be like, well, I'm leaving it at the house. I ain't got it on me right now because, you know, so I can avoid that because lust gets us in situations we need to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, babies and relationships and toxic people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that are a bad seeds, really. Um, so I had kind of, it's like our joke, but I really do program myself to say that, like I left at the house or I ain't got it because, you know, sometimes lust will catch you slipping. You can't be, you can't be lacking out here. <laughs> you can't be lacking out here. You can't get like, let the lust get you slipping because, you know, just leave at the house. Right. And the reason being is because, listen, when you go through things, one thing that we notice is a lot of lust stems from trauma. It stems from feeling invisible, growing up as a kid, going through things when you feel less value. And so you want the attention 
of the opposite sex or even the same sex for a lot of cases. You just want the attention of the person, especially if the person knows how to treat you. And then that leads to wanting to communicate that you feel mutual, that you're interested. And that's when the romance come into play. But then you end up in this dance with the person. You end up in this exchange where you can't identify if what you're in is toxic or not. Right. Because you're judging this cloudy from lust. You can't see. Exactly. You can't see. You can't see because your judgment is clouded from lust. But the thing is because a lot of people haven't recalled how did they end up there. How did you end up there? When you know this is the same cycle, this is how you've always, you know, operated yourself. Not to say like, oh, you're not, you know, going around sleeping around. No, but to take someone out on a date, to constantly call them all the time, check on them, see how they're doing, giving compliments. You know, lust is not always sexual. It's mainly the attention. It's the attention. And you know me, like being young, but not being a mother, I've seen like, you know, like the whole baby father, baby mama, like the whole, uh, that whole situation. Um, I've seen how lust is like, you know, most of the cause of those situations um, or how many people who are really unsatisfied or not happy with their, the fathers of their child or the mothers of their child. But, you know, at the time, it, the lust was driven, like, you know. Or marriage. Right. A lot of marriages are false. There's no real love there. It's lust or they was attracted to their character traits rather than like, you know, really loving that person. So it's like not being a mother, but being young and seeing a lot, you know, having married parents and, and having, you know, just friends of all, from all ways around the board. Mm -hmm. Lust, I learned a lot about lust. Um, and, you know, also going through it myself. Like, you know, I'm still young, so I still face it. Um, a lot of um, young men my age, they aren't mature yet they still they still battle that so um i'm always faced with it every day i'm learning about it every day um and it's really it's difficult to discipline yourself um it is it really is everyday cycle it's every day something you have to work on especially when you've identified the fact that like we said it's not always sexual so you're like you're thinking you're doing good because you know you're not involved sexually but you're still viewed as a sex symbol from a lot of men that have not yet learned how to communicate their emotions. A lot of men feel like if they like you and they're pleased of you, that they want to please you. They haven't matured in a way where they're able to identify that I have to see this woman as an individual, right? right. We were talking about that. Then just a sex symbol right and you know what i had to do like you know recently um i had to ask a man's point of view of because you know most of the time that makes us feel disrespectful or disrespected mm -hmm. when it comes to men lusting us or seeing us as sex symbols so i wanted to understand a man's point of view of why that is the way it is and um like you said most of it is stems from trauma it's true or, you know household trauma or family dynamics or the, like domesticated behavior it stems from that it's so true it's so true and so then a lot of the men grow up to feel like they just want to treat the women as an option then to treat them 
in an honorable way because they feel like the woman is not going to stay. They feel like they're not good enough. They feel like they don't know how to communicate. They get frustrated. This is how a lot of men put their hands on women because they don't know how to communicate properly their emotions because they were never taught the right way. That's the question. Like, who taught men how to treat women? You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's the question. And when I was able to ask the man about his point of view, he couldn't answer that question. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's always like society or or just like, you know, things you just catch on to, you learn because most men, black men in our community, they like a father figure. Or when the father figure is there, um, most most of them weren't taught how to treat women properly. So it's, it has a lot to do with domesticated behavior. So it's like being my age, still being young, but having to understand men for their flaws. Mm-hmm. Like the, most of their flaws hurt us as mm-hmm. women. Um, having to understand men and their flaws is, I don't know. It's like I'm able to see them as people. And you just, really get to learn who they are. Yeah. When you really learn how to leave it at the house. <laughs> when you, when you really know, learn how to some, just be friends. Right, some men only see us as like sex symbols or just like, you know, objects or, or you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. if some women see men as just like, um, you know, uh, I, uh, like a something they can take advantage of. So as being or something they can't trust, right? Or like, oh, that man ain't asking to ask me over. Everybody is an ass boy. Most women have that mindset. So mm-hmm. me having to like allowing a man a safe space to be able to come, like, be open about why most of them treat women the way they do and why they are how they are towards us. Um, it was definitely a different point of view. And it I'm not is. saying I like it because you know it doesn't take up an excuse for them being like you know. Mm-hmm you know, bad people most of the time, but it definitely helps you um, understand why a person is where they are, why people pick up the certain traits they pick up, you know, based off of the, how they, how they're raised, how they grew up. And that really does make a, make or break a person. I think that when women learn to have more patience with the men, the men will actually make an effort with being a man because they don't know how to see like, okay, the way I've been doing stuff is wrong until somebody tell them. You know what I had to learn? Because I had married parents, but I learned that, you know, as being women, we're emotional. Mm-hmm. So we react over how men hurt us. Mm-hmm. And we treat them that way. And it's just that way. Like one man hurt us, you, everybody got to get backlash from it. Or one man, you know, um, takes where I trust, we trust no one after that. Yeah. And I had to learn that that's not okay for them because, you know, men are emotional beings too. So it's like, you know, us just like reacting out of our trauma or reacting out of our emotions and treating a man less than he should be or disrespecting the man through our behavior towards him or our actions or the way we speak to him, that's that that deteriorates them as well. Mm-hmm. Like that is not it's not helping the situation. It so, ruins them. Right. And it's like us being so emotional, we lack the empathy. We lack the maturity in our emotions to like just be a regular person. Because oh that man, he broke my heart, he did he did he did me wrong. We can't treat them as a person. So it, it's a cycle. Yeah, society then look at the woman as being a bitter woman. And then they look at the man as being a baby boy because he never wants to grow up. But then we give them the space. And this is not a podcast to an honoring women. And it's not a podcast and honoring men and trying to be biased. No, we're speaking about where is the medium? Where do we get along? Where do we make effort to say, you know, I'm going to try to be a good person or I'm going to try to communicate and tell them because the men are using, they're losing their humility. They're losing their ability to care. But then these same men got kids. It's not going to stop them from hunching. 
It's not. It's not going to stop them from hunching. It's not going to stop these kids from coming out. Then we got more single mothers. We got more baby mothers. We got more people getting abused. And once they get abused, they become homeless because now they want to run away from the man or the man don't want to be there no more. They can't handle the bills. I mean, when is this going to stop in society? And it's not to say that it's going to stop at one podcast, but it's a start. It is a start. And I feel like it's such a, a norm because it's not talked about enough. Like nobody wants to talk about the big elephant in the room. You ain't lie, girl. Listen, y'all already know who it is. Y'all already know what it is and what time it is. Y'all already know. Listen, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Don't you hit that click. Okay, don't hit that click. There's so much that goes on. Like you were just talking about to the people on the live that you had to figure out how to um, find a medium from courting and just dating because when we get in relationship those who do honor themselves and they try to really honor themselves as being women right we be good to others we expect others to be good to us we always dream about our night shining armor the day somebody's gonna ask to marry us what our ring gonna look like how good our husband's gonna be or whatever the case may be right and so the guys don't be off that type of time. They not trying to do that. They just want to have a good time. So we really had to sit and think about where do people really identify perversion, right? Because they be attracted to us and they make us feel like the most beautiful person in the world. But it's just, it, as in, in words of a young man I was talking to earlier, the men be thinking about getting the box. Right. And it's like, where do y'all get that from? You could look at our outfits, give us so many compliments, look at our hair, our makeup, whatever, give us so many compliments. But in your mind, you're just thinking about anticipating that moment when we're going to get into the saddle. But it's like we've really mistaken that for love. We really think that the men really are trying to love us. And so when you struggle with lust, because as a woman, we all know a man is really not interested, right? Or even if, you know, whatever you date, you know a person not interested, but you're still willing to give yourself. You know, this is why the Bible talks about prostitution. And it's not to say that you're a prostitute and you're selling yourself for money, but you're selling your, your dignity for attention. And so when you really grow to realize that, and that's something you, it's just in you. It's like, look, we, I, we, ain't, we ain't doing it. So, you know, we can hang out, but it's still lustful because it's a day that is going to lead up to when you gonna have it on you? No, you gotta keep it at the house all the time. <laughs> you go, it's gonna be a day that you gonna have it on you. If you keep getting together and y'all chilling, watching movies, laying, hugging on each other, or if y'all staying the night or whatever, y'all ain't touching. It's gonna be a day you know when what? y'all get worked up, and it's gonna lead to that. And for women who desires to be married, to desire to be honored, like really appreciated by the man. They look at us like we we we're whores because they some women don't have the ability to say no. And I think that being a being um I don't want to say a victim a victim but understanding um the effects of sexual abuse um like being wanting to be sexual sexual activist is like a result of that. 
So most men, um, most women are seeing us as whores or really provocative or really just easy or, you know, just like really gullible because they, they're traumatized. They're going through something. And a form of sex is the only way that it's a, it's a form of, is a way that the only way they feel loved or accepted or even seen. So it's being a woman and like being able to understand both sides. Like, you know, before I was able to understand what sexual, what sexual abuse victims go through. Um, I also looked at women a certain way, you know, I judged them for ways that I couldn't understand as far as like being um, traumatized, just living through their trauma. Um, and that's one thing that men don't really understand. Um, some women really do be trauma, don't know who traumatized. Are, yeah. Don't know how to live like outside of sex because of their trauma. They're looking for validation. But see what we wanted to talk about today with love, lust and perversion is learn how to wait. Men learn how to wait. Women learn how to wait. Wait as long as you can. This is why Apostle Paul, his ministry was to the Gentiles, those who did not live according to God's rules and really wasn't seeking it that much until they did. At one point, they suffered so much that they had more faith than the Jews. They knew that Jesus was their savior and Jesus was the only one that can help them. Some people suffer from perversion so bad they cannot stop masturbating. I mean, cannot stop masturbating. Some men will hit anything, have sex with anything because they struggle. And this is not to point fingers or place judgment. We talking to you as your sister. Because this is a real problem in the community. This is why people end up getting raped. This is why, <laughs> this is why your uncles don't really be your uncles and your godfathers don't really be your godfathers because. Or why as soon as you get up age, that man you thought was your family member is touching you. But it's like, the real question is where is this seed being sold from? Where does it start in a person from starting from a, a baby, an infant to a toddler, to a young adult, an adolescent, where does the seed come from? I feel like personally, um, programming has a lot. Society, programming, um, generational curses, but a lot from the programming, like the music, the the TV, the internet, the videos, the audios. I feel like a lot of that comes from that type of influence. And I also feel like it comes from the attention. When you don't get the attention you need in your household because your parents work a lot or because your parents are dealing with some type of depression, things like that. Or if you're the baby and like, you know, you feel like your siblings don't see you for real or whatever the case may be. You go in the streets and you always try to make your own family. And that's 100 percent true, because let me tell you, it's being from um, not really poverty, but being from like, you know, not the nicest neighborhoods. I had a I had a married family. My mom and my dad was always married. My friends were always like street. They were in the streets. Mm-hmm. Even to the women, even to like the young women in my life, they were, um, they were a lot. They had a lot going on. But I couldn't. It was got to the age where I was in high school. I couldn't understand why I kept attracting. Um, my friends were um seen as like bad people, or they they ran the streets, or my friends were seen as 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 you know being uh, too fast, whatever. But they was really attracted to me or intrigued by me. And I couldn't understand this because I had love. I had real love. I had a real um, loving household. I had a family. And I took that for granted because I thought it was a norm. So mm-hmm. when I lost my father in high school and I was able to understand how, 
people grow up and they lack that parent or they lack that that all of those seeds they need from that from that other parent. Mm-hmm. I was able to understand why that's so important to some people because they never had it or they never experienced it or it's not really it's not something to take advantage of. It's something that's really a blessing. They don't know what the example is. The example, a lot of examples come off of TV. What a bad female look like comes off of TV. What a sexy man look like come off of TV. Until, listen, the people wasn't even big on granddaddies, you know, oh, with the gray hairs and the, they wasn't big on that until they seen a sexy man on TV. Right. But it, it perversion, listen, when you look at a person and you could imagine them being naked, like you looking at them, they fully dressed and you can imagine they ain't got no clothes. You're battling perversion. You're battling perversion because perversion literally will lead you into a dark room somewhere <laughs> masturbating to some of your old ex videos. Like you'd be like, you know what I mean? Like I ain't seen this person in years, but I'm gonna pull it up and I'm gonna hit them up. And y'all wondering why we still got soul toss out here in these streets. Why people calling you from the blast from the past and whatnot. That's the real, <laughs> I've been there. I've been on both sides of the board. I can't act like I'm innocent, but you know, but you know one thing, lust don't got no it don't got no patience. It don't got no name. Lust does not have no patience because it's all fun and dandy. I give you all the attention, I bring you all the candy, I open all your car doors, and I give you all the good morning beautifuls until I want something and you ain't giving it to me. And then I'm gonna keep trying and keep trying, but after a while I kind of lose my patience. And then you know, my dad used to tell me to not accept gifts from men, and I used to be like, "Why would I not?" You know what I'm saying? Because I was a spoiled only child, so I'm like, "Why would you buy me everything that I want and give me everything I want, but tell me not to accept gifts from men?" I had to learn the hard way, and let me tell you, um, because I I had to learn that those gifts, those things, come with expectations. So that's not that's not really how I learned about the world. We want to tell you in this process if you are one of these people that struggle from lust or perversion seriously god ain't asking for us to be perfect what he is asking for us to ask for his help he'll give you the strength to just go to sleep and not have to call that person not have to do these he'll give you the strength to go without and then when you do that you'll notice every day it get a lot easier for you all you gotta do is pray listen i know it may sound like I ain't trying to step down. I ain't trying to knock on God's doorstep when I'm feeling like this. But that's what he that's when he expects us to. When we are going through things that are bigger than us. When you know you're trying to restrain restrain yourself and you're trying not to, you know, call up that person or be around that person or even respond. Just respond to that person you know you really don't want to talk to. But you ain't got the strength to not to respond. It's because something that you're battling with. And this is something that a lot of people fail to acknowledge. They go on as if it's normal. But I feel like the work isn't being done because it's in our bloodline. I mean, our granddaddies, our great-great-granddaddies, even folks in the Bible was married to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, when it comes to doing the work, like, these are generations and generations and centuries. And, you know, even in the Bible, they was perverts. You get what I'm saying? Even during those times when they was walking with Jesus, they was perverted. They, they, their wives was 11, 10, 12. You get what I'm saying? So 
the work is a lot of work to do. Like a lot of battles we fight is like they already been in us. It's not the it's not the personal. Listen, y'all already know what time it is. We're gonna take a break really quick. Don't hit that click. So real talk, where this hides at is in the biggest elephant in the room. Our emotions. Lust, love and perversion. They all hide in our emotions. They always start (laughs) in the middle and in, in our emotions. What are your triggers when you feel like you need to go? be with somebody what are your triggers when you feel like you need to call somebody up just to get their attention just to laugh with them joke with them you don't want to be alone at what point are we going to take record of our triggers and the things that we battle with because that that's the only way that you can build up boundaries in those areas to begin to change so that you can get that ring sis from a man that does really honor you or you can get that wife bro from a woman that really do honor you and respect you these things are serious because when we don't try to fix these ways in us that keep bringing the same type of people to us with the same cycles then you won't want to have hope to do things right. This is why half of the world don't want to get married now. Right, right, that's true. People feel like, oh, that's a, it's like a setup or it's never real. They haven't actually seen real love. I feel like marriage is a mindset first. I feel like it's a mindset first. Um, And that's really important. I feel like people lack um, the spiritual side of marriage before they go get married. And not even which is, marriage but just in general relationships in general like just, mm-hmm. just bonding in general people lack the maturity it's true but another thing with lust is i move on to the next person real quick that's one thing that when you when you struggling with lust and that's something in you for real you will be quick to move on to the next person because you feel like it's your protection but what do you do because of lust you hit something that you can't come back from. <laughs> like, for real. No, no, let me say, because it's crazy. If y'all, if, like, you know, if there's any people on here on my live, I know if y'all been on Twitter, y'all seen this, this girl, she's really young. Um, Supposedly she got really drunk and she slept with a lot of dudes in the bathroom. And she had herpes. Like, so that man is, for the rest of his life, he got to deal with that. Because she wanted to, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... And like you said, it's all from lust. You get what I'm saying? Like she, she claimed she was so intoxicated that she couldn't. She forgot to tell them that he, she had herpes. You know, so she didn't give that. Just passing it out like Oprah did with those cars. You get what I'm saying? You, you get. But that's bad because you know it's because of her lust. Instead of being able to be mature and be like, you know, I'm, I'm sick. You know, I shouldn't be saying nobody. Isn't that illegal? Isn't that illegal? It is. It is because if you sign on somebody's death wish, you know what I'm saying? If, if it's if it's severe, like, you know, HIV, you know, AIDS, where, you know, it's, it's causing for somebody to move to right, an illness that can't be. Shows us that those sicknesses have no cure, which, you know, teaches on, on the opinion of that. But 
I, I feel like that even if you are sick or you are struggling with something or any any diseases or infections sexually, that you should, you know, your love shouldn't be the first thing on your mind. Your love should not be clouding the judgment of your health. You know what I'm saying? We, a lot of people don't really understand like and i'm gonna say this again lust doesn't always mean that you really quick to open your legs the first step to that even happening is you getting the attention that you want attention 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 you get all the attention in the world to get the attention from somebody that you don't want and what happens when you can't get rid of that attention that you don't want you can't even get rid of it for real because they ain't gonna stop calling you and then when you ain't got nobody else to talk to Hello? You gonna talk to him? You gonna be calling that old sneaky link that you don't even like for real. Like, you never be caught dead with, but you can call her. Because that's what? Because you want me. Now you're a bad person. Because you don't see them in that way where you can't commit to them. So now you're a bad person because you keep moving on without actually healing for real. Lust stems from trauma. It stems from us feeling like we are incapable we are not honored we are not worthy right we're incapable meaning we we, we really ain't got nothing right and we ain't got nothing we ain't got a pot pot to pee in a window to throw it out of right, right? we ain't got nothing so now i'd rather go hook up with shorty go chill over there or whatever the case may be or call homeboy ask homeboy for such and such right or our siblings don't see us for real. We feel invisible. I mean, I said this before, but I'm saying it again because this is something that really matters. And so when we realize that it's a healing that needs to take place, it, it, it should not take place from pride and trauma. We shouldn't be like, oh, I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody because that's not a healthy place either. Right, and I had to learn that's not okay. Like, you know, It's not. It's, a, it's like this city girl stereotype where I don't need a man. Man, I need a man. <laughs> I need a man. I can't do this with myself. You get what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not your city girl. I'm not your city girl. You get what I'm saying? It, it hurts my feelings that women, even for real, like, like I don't need no man. I got it. No, ma'am. I don't know what world y'all live on. It's not. It's not my bubble. But it, and the thing is this: when you build that up from pride, then you right. bring toxicity into the equation. Right. And I had to really learn. Like it's true when they say. Hurt people, hurt people. Ooh. Because it got to a point where I wasn't a hurt person. So mm -hmm. I wasn't, I had nothing but love. And still now I have nothing but love to give. I mean, like overbearing, everlasting love, um, unconditional. And because of, I was raised with love. It's in me. I wasn't raised from survival. I wasn't raised like, you know, trauma or, you know, just lacking love. So I kept meeting people who are hurt and they was hurting me. And I was taking it personal. I was holding grudges. I was judging them. So I had to learn, like, allowing men to um, be able to express their emotions as to why they they hurt us. This is being women. You begin trauma bonding with people and you think right. y'all got a real relationship, but y'all really just bonding from trauma. Right. And so you give each other the same attention, but then it becomes toxic because y'all foundation, what y'all actually got in common is not something that's going to grow y'all, but something that's going to keep y'all stuck in that mindset that I've been hurt. You've been hurt. So I got you. Hey, boo. You know, but at the end of the day, you can't see that boo as somebody that you would submit to for real. Somebody that you would honor for real because you get to learn their imperfections as well as their perfections. 
Right, and I learned that most men, like, they hurt people. Most hurt people hurt people because of their insecurities. You know what I'm saying? Um, or That's uh, how people end up killing people. Right, the attention, the control. Like, That's the how narcissists are birthed. Right, and, um, but, you know, before... Sometimes we're so emotional that we can't even like a man. When a man does is wrong, he's just wrong. He's just a bad man. We don't understand what that man is going through, or the emotions, or the triggers that he is facing. You know, so it's like I had to be loving enough to, even though I'm hurting and people are hurting me, I had to let those people who hurt me, those same people, um, uh, be able to explain to me or be feel safe enough to explain to me, um, why they are the way they are. You know what I'm saying? And ain't no excuse, but it helps you understand. Communicate. Right. Communication right. is key. Right. You really gotta sit down and say, you know what? I know we've been chilling, but I really want I want to make it official for real. I deserve to be a lady. I deserve for you to be my man, or whatever the case may be. Because right. then if they're not seeking that, then you'll know that they're not seeking that. You'll know. That okay, now I need to put up boundaries because this is how I got hurt the last time. Right. Now that's about to saying that person was hurt. So if like me, if you're a person who who just have nothing but love to give and you're um attracted or dating a person that's hurt, that's not safe for you. You gotta get out of there. And that don't mean go back to sex. That don't mean come here, let me give you a little bit. That's not gonna help fix it's nothing. It's work. only temporarily. Leave it at the house. Leave it. I ain't got it on me. I ain't got it on me no more. I was like, daughter, I'm going to take that. I'm going to keep it with me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got it on me. Right. Because at the end of the day, listen, it gets real messy when a situation is not on mutual understanding ground. And then sex is evolved. Sex is evolved. Babies are birthed. People are hurt because the woman swore she wasn't going to give it up. And she done gave it up not knowing how to protect herself because she's still people-pleasing. And now she done gave another part of herself up and then performed these sexual acts thinking that this person was going to love her, but they ain't got it in them. And now, like, even the respect of that woman being a person pleaser and, and giving her body to someone else, that's a, that's probably a, um, a senior use one of that man that could never respect you again. You know, so it's just a, a cycle of hurt people, of hurt people hurting people. Right. So we say, when you are struggling with perversion or lust, pray. In those moments, if you really want more for yourself, pray. Be like, listen, God, you know I, I want it, but I know you say to wait. I know you say, Lord, to get married. So give me the strength. Give me the strength to go without this desire. Give me the strength to go without this urge. And the more you get serious, you, it'll just go away. God will give you the strength. We are witnesses. Am I lying? No, like, right, right he'll give you the strength. He'll he'll put you to sleep. I go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll help you. You be you. God got His ways. There were days I'd be on the phone with one of my sisters, one of my best friends. They'll just call me out of the view blue. Now I ain't thinking about what I was thinking about. So now that feeling goes away. And then I go to sleep and at least I can make it to tomorrow. And then guess what? Tomorrow I'm going to talk to God about it again because even though I know I got these urges, even though I know I got these desires, it always get me in places that is not good for me. So if I really want to learn how to be celibate and I really want to practice self-love, God will give me the strength if I talk to him, ask him to give it to me. 
And when you're dating somebody and you don't really know if y'all want the same or even if y'all compatible, ask the questions. Don't be quiet. Ask the questions to get to know how far can you trust this person because you can't women be in expectations us women we be in expectations living in our head a whole lot and these men don't even be there for real they done checked out last week because we send them mixed signals right. they never checked in first of all that'd be the thing but you know, <laughs> honestly that'd be the thing they never been checked in you know, you know what I'm saying? so this is why we're talking about it because we are TTU. Maybe we'll do another episode on this. But for now, <laughs> this is it. We're going to leave it here. Because at the end of the day, it's a choice that has to be made. You have to make the choice. If you make the choice to want better. And have your values and your morals and your integrity in order. Then the boundaries will come into place. And eventually, you hold out for the right one. And so when you do it again this time, you ain't got to do it again. Right. Like, you know, First Corinthians says something like it says the sexual, um, you know, immorality of a person, you know, it's a lot going on. But like, that's the only sin that's you like that's against your own body when you're giving it up and you're not married or you know what I'm saying? That's the only sin that's really against your whole yourself. Like impurity. You, you your own op when you just give yeah, it up. Yeah, impurity because. You know what I'm saying? You're killing yourself. Like, that's the worst. Like, you know, that's not. All sins are sins, but you know that's that's like that's top two, not, not number two. You know <laughs> that's bad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we. I used to not understand what that meant. When people say like we treat our bodies as temples. Um, I had to like understand through experience what that mean. And not saying I was just like reckless with my body. I always was really self self aware. Um, but when they say that, like the more. Uh, you know, demons I have to face and fight. Like, I understand why they say that and why that's even a saying because... You got attitudes. You got you irritations. You want to fight somebody. You want to hop out at the light. Right. And I was like, I can't finish this coffee because it's really... It's deteriorating my spirit. You get what I'm saying? So it's like... I feel like even that was bad for my simple. And it's not sex or it's not a sin or it's not, you know, smoke. But it's just... A coffee, you get what I'm saying? Our bodies are our temples because this is the vessel. You know, like you get in a car, right? The car is us, but the people inside the car is the Holy Spirit or it's demons. You take your pick. But the Holy Spirit is holy. He's pure. So this is why he says that the body, our bodies is our temple. Because whatever we do, we expose God's spirit to that. Although we came from God as children, we were pure as babies. We were innocent in our innocence and in our purity. But as we grow, we become our own person. And so what we face in life, it'll show. What's inside your car, it'll show in your mental. And so that's what TTU is for. We're here to help you navigate. We're here to help you dissect, to figure out what you're going through, why you're going through it, and more importantly, how to get through it. Because a lot of people aren't taught for real. A lot of people go through church hurt. They haven't been in the church to understand why. And life ain't making sense. They get angry. They, they get real upset. And they don't understand, you know, because of that action, this was the reaction. And so we're here to tell you, 
for all of those out there, men, women, whoever it is that desire to be loved, to that be literally loved. to be loved, to be loved. <laughs> that if you desire really to be loved, listen, there are steps that we have to take because we all got some things we got to battle. You know, they say in the Bible that when you date, it should be a form of courtship. Meaning when you date someone mutually, there should be an understanding that we are dating to eventually one day get married. That's my problem because I thought, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I never knew how to operate outside of that. That's how I was raised. Those are my roots. Right. So it's like I attracted nothing but opposite. I mean, people who never had love from their family or Mm -hmm. didn't come from two-parent households. I ain't got it. You get what I'm saying? I ain't got it. So, you know, here I go, you know, walking up like Goldilocks. <laughs> that's my favorite word. I ain't got up, it. Walking up like Goldilocks, expecting to be, you know, that's my, to to be a wife. Mm-hmm. And they be like, oh, that's their, their mind be way far past that. You get what I'm saying? So, it's like, I used to take that personal because it's like, bro, what is wrong with these people? But it was like, you know, I can't expect me from everybody else. And I have to learn. <laughs> that's when I learned that's really important, like your family dynamic, your like how you grew up, your domestic behavior, that really, really, really matter for real. It's true. Listen, this is TTU Radio, True Testimony Unveiled. And we're going to end this episode on this note, but stay tuned for the very next episode because we be digging in. I got children. There are people out here in this world that need answers. And as long as we got breath in our lungs and we're able to do the work, we're going to report back to you and tell you what's going on because we all need some type of guidance and we need better examples in this world. So listen, stay tuned. We love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And remember, this is a judge-free podcast. All we do is tell you the truth because the truth brings light to the darkness.